0: So First Timothy chapter number 3 tonight, we're going to be in verse number 8. And um, for sake of time, we will not um, um, we will not stand or anything of that nature. We won't read Um But tonight we're going to be talking about um, a biblical deacon. And um, the reason being is because tonight we are going to be installing a, another deacon uh, part of our church. And you say, why didn't you announce it? Because you don't need to. If you're faithful to church, you'll be here for it. Amen? If you're faithful to church, you'll be here for it. Amen? That's why I don't announce business meetings. If you're faithful to church, you'll be here for them. Amen? We don't call a special night from business meetings. Just be here at church. Be faithful to church. You'll, always, you'll never miss a thing if you're always at church. Amen? And so we're going to talk about that. And then at the very end of the service, we will not have invitation. We'll have the individual come, and myself and the deacons will lay hands on him and pray over him and install him as a deacon. Um, but I would like to, before we get to the Bible, reading, Because many may not know. Many may not know have never read the Constitution and the bylaws of our church, okay? And so um, I'm going to tell you what our bylaws say concerning church officers and church deacons and pastors and so forth. Um, But in Article 4, um, Section 1 of that, of the church officers... Um, our bylaws say this is not the Bible it's the bylaws it says all officers shall be appointed by the pastor and confirmed thereafter by the board of deacons and so I know some churches call a popularity contest and campaign and they do all that with the deacons but we don't do that here and we believe we've as me as the de- me and the deacons have believed that the, the bylaws are biblically sound we believe that you ought to confirm them from the scriptures and the scriptures um, if you will you go through the Bible and you look through the the word of God, you'll not find business meetings in the Bible. And we'll try that again. You'll not find business meetings in the Bible. All right. You don't find that going on. And, and unless you say, preacher, we have business meetings when we bring on new missionaries. Yeah, but we, we do some things. Okay. Um, but with that said, um, our church constitution also says that, that the church is not voting. It is ratifying a decision and direction that the deacons and the pastor have determined to go. So even with that, it's, that's what the, that's what the, uh, um, but it's a spirit of unity. Okay. that's what the deal is. I mean, we've never had a no vote. In my almost four years of pastoring, and I believe that's why because the church understands that it 's not about me, it 's bigger than us it's bigger than one individual right here, right? And um, so every time we take on a new missionary, um, nobody ever says, "No we don't like it, and it 's because I 've already talked to the deacons, and nothing more than a vote cast is nothing more than a ratification of saying, "Yes, we agree with that pastor, and you the deacons made that decision and so tonight I 'm just going to take a few moments where well, I will not be long, and I 'm not really going to preach you know, tonight. But I'm going to talk about uh, the office of a deacon. There's only two offices in the Bible. Um, there's no sub-office, sub-committee, or anything of that nature. There's two offices, and it is the bishop and the deacon. And the bishop being the pastor, and um, I believe the pastor, and, and, and as the title is given, pastor is, is really, um, is really a, if you will, a gift given by God, and the bishop is actually the position, if you will, um, or the office. And the deacon here is also, um, as, as, as such, is an officer of the church. Uh, Pastors and deacons are the only two offices of the local church. Again, there is no no other offices. These positions are to be filled also, hear this now, are to be filled by men. We'll try that again. They are to be filled by men. No such thing as pastorettes and deaconesses. Okay, don't be mad about that, but there's not, okay? Um, we understand in 1 Timothy chapter number three, when it talks about the bishop, it says, watch this now, we're gonna talk about the bishop for a minute. If a man desire, if a man, hear that? If a man desire the office of a bishop, he, here it is again, desireth the good work, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. It's kind of hard to be the husband of one wife if you're a woman, amen? So if there's a so-called woman pastor, it's not biblical, okay? And then we find also in verse number eight here, likewise, Likewise, what, in in addition to the man of God, in addition to the pastor, okay, in addition to the preacher, likewise must the deacons be grave, uh, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, and I'm going to talk about these, and I I really and truly, to be honest with you, this could be a three-part sermon series. But I'm not going to do that tonight, okay? We are really, I am going to broad brush it and, and go forward, because I don't want to get super deep into it. Uh, but grave, if you will, if uh, being grave is, is sobriety of living, not a, a, a so-called outward flamboyant type of a lifestyle, being um, subjugated to the Holy Spirit of God, not double-tongued. We understand what double-tongued is, right? Not talking out of two sides of your mouth, not saying one thing and then and meaning another, and then saying something else and something else and so forth. Not given much wine. Obviously, we're talking about a drunkard there. Right? A deacon isn't a drunkard. Try that again. A deacon isn't a drunkard. Amen. Amen. A deacon's not a drunkard. Not greedy of filthy lucre. What is that? That's a fella that thinks that he has to have more, right? Greedy, wants more, wants more, wants more. You know, he, he's playing blackjack, right? He's at the casinos. He's getting the lottery tickets or whatever the case Trying to get the next, next quick rich scheme instead of working hard, rolling up his sleeves and going to work and letting God bless him, right? Um, not greedy of filthy lucre. Um, we continue on. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Um, the mystery of the faith. We know we're talking about the faith, the faith uh, being um, salvation in Jesus Christ and so forth, the doctrines of the word of God. We can go on and on and on and talk about those deeper doctrines. There's so much that is encompassing with this. And again, because of time, I'm not going to get into all of the mystery of the faith, but there's so much there from the body of Christ to the local church to Brother Jared talking about dispensationalism, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. I'm talking about eschatology and, and the end times and talking about Talking about um, uh, the Old Testament uh, law and going on and talking about just holding to you. say that that mean they own they, they know everything. No, nobody knows everything. I don't know everything. Okay, I don't know everything. If I did, I was God. Okay, there's some parts of the Bible that I don't know, but the parts I know, I know real well. Amen. And uh, but there are other parts I just don't know, and that's just the way it is. That's the way it'll always be because we ought to always be learning and always be executing the truth upon our lives, and so. This is somebody that's growing in the faith, digging in the word of God and studying the Bible. And their life is indicative of that. And, they, and, uh, and we're going to continue reading here and uh, making this individual that's going to come here in a minute. And I'm real uncomfortable as we're talking about this stuff. Um, and let these also be first proved. Right? They've held this self-evident. They've already conducted themselves as such. It's like you're a, uh, you're a business owner or whatever the case is or, or you're a boss at work and you don't promote somebody that hasn't already proved themselves typically, right? Uh, unless they've got some kind of a glorious resume, but that resume still has proved itself beforehand, right? So somebody doesn't become a deacon just because they want a title or a position, right? They have served, and served, and faithfully served, and served, and served, and served. A deacon, listen, a deacon is a servant. That's what they are. They're a servant. They're an extension, if you will, an extension of the pastor. They serve as a counsel to the preacher. And that's what our, even our Constitution says that. At least that's how I, I, if you want to say, use our deacons. Our deacons can tell you many times, I'll say, fellows, what do you think about this? And um, if we're not in accord, we don't even bring it to the church. And there's never, you guys, there's times when you disagree. Well, sure there are. We're, we're three men and getting ready to be four men, conversating about things. We're not going to agree on everything 100% of the time. But that's why I ask a perspective of one of our men, and they give another perspective that I didn't see. And it's not, bless God, you know, Pastor, I'm a deacon. It's never that away. It's Pastor, hey, you know, that, did you think about this? No, I didn't. And God brings some things to light because these men have proved themselves we've seen then let them use the office then when after they've proved themselves then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless you say what does that mean being found blameless blameless isn't that they can't get blamed for something that's not what that means but simply it's nothing sticks right Um, pastors and deacons and Sunday school teachers and so forth you'll be accused of all kinds of things right I I mean I'm certain that I've been accused of things that I don't know about but if it don't stick if that makes sense if it's not there there's no power truth to it right and that's why he tells us in uh first timothy rather second is it second timothy first timothy four yes it is first timothy four talking about with an elder you don't rebuke him, right you don't you don't don't rebuke an elder with one witness uh, i mean that's why the apostle paul says in the mouth of two or three witnesses they, he takes that from the old testament law. by the way we don't that, that, that's why if you come to me hey don't get mad but if you come to me about somebody i'll okay but if I hear it a second time and a third time, then we're going to have to deal with the issue, right? Because it's the mouth of two or three witnesses. And so even, at the, even with a deacon, well, you know that Brother Jared said this. Okay, whatever. You know, and, I, and honestly, it's just the way it's going to be. And, and why? Because, because that's how it is. And they've been found blameless. So, you no, know, verse number 11. Now watch this. Even so must their wives be. There's qualifications for a deacon's wife. Who knew? Amen. Who knew? There's qualifications for a deacon's wife. She must be grave as well. Well, we we'd already talked about that with the deacon, right? She must be grave. Not slanderous. That's well, somebody that's not slanderous. I mean, that's somebody that's not talking down to people all the time. Ripping people to shreds all the time, but in an exhorter. You say, preacher, are you telling me that they've always got to be happy, 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 happy? No, 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 no. We're human like everybody else is. But I'm talking about someone that's not ripping and digging all the time. Okay, we go on. Sober. We know what that that is. It's not talking about the absence of drunkenness, okay? That's talking about a clear mind, right? Focused on the Lord and having the Lord be, uh, being a subjection to God. Faithful in all things. Amen, faithful in all things, and so this is a family event, <laughs> really and truly. It's a family event, and you say faithful in all things. Then the faithful in all things of the house of God and the church of God, and doing and going above and beyond, and doing the extra, if you will. And that's what the deacons—that's what the deacon's wife is all about, because it's not just on the deacon. Many of our uh, already our two deacon wives that we have presently already do so much. They do a lot of things, and they actually hold positions in the ter- church, and they're from teaching children to um, planning vacation Bible school. Right, Miss Jamie, I'm mean, kinds of stuff. Faithful in all things. And that's what a deacon's wife is all about. In verse number 12. And so let the deacons be the husbands of one wife. Now I am going to talk about this for a minute. And the reason being is because there's much opinion on what that means. My question to you. Well I'm not even going to ask the question. I'm just going to tell you what I think that means. And you can disagree with me if you want to. And that's alright. You can use sugar or salt to get over it with. Amen. Um, but let the deacons be the husbands of one wife. I don't believe that's talking about divorce. I don't believe that's talking about divorce and remarriage. Now I know some people believe that, and that's okay, and that's fine if you believe that tonight. But I don't believe that because when you give it, I can go to First Corinthians chapter seven. I can go to um, I can go to Matthew, and I can even talk about what Christ says about it. Okay, and I can show you where if that woman is no lo- if you're no longer married to that woman, you're watch this no longer married to her, so you don't have two wives, right? Jesus said to the woman at the well, you have had, past tense, five husbands, and the one you have now is not your own, right? He didn't say you have five husbands. You presently have five husbands, and you're living with another one, right? Okay, so that's not, that's not the deal. I don't believe that the deacon, the qualification of a deacon is whether he's been married or divorced or not. You can believe that. That is okay. That is up to you. That is fine, but I don't believe that. But this is talking about a man that's not a polygamist not a polygamist you say well how do you know this because if you go and you study the culture you study history and you find the gentile world were full chocked full of polygamists and and titus or titus rather timothy is in ephesus at this present time and there's a whole lot of polygamy going on you got the goddess diana and and mm, we have children in here but complete and total uh, uh, well let's say it this way um um I'm trying to phrase it without uh, uh, a whole bunch of immorality going on, swapping and stuff like that taking place. That's what was happening in, the, in Ephesus, okay? And so Paul says, you've got to find somebody that's not one of them guys, okay? And so um, we continue reading here. Uh, where are we? Verse 12. Ruling their children um, and their own house as well. That means that a deacon has to be the head of his home. The deacon has to be the head of his home. And that doesn't mean that, that, uh, that his wife is always perfect and she's this little wallflower. That's not what that means, amen? That just means that the man ultimately makes the decisions of the home because that's what the Bible says. Amen, amen, that's right. You say, preacher, do you consult your wife on decisions? Well, sure I do. Yeah, absolutely I do. That stinking swing's in my backyard that's in a billion pieces. I asked my wife before we bought that thing. Amen. Anyone wanna wanna join me and put that thing together? Horrible idea. Can't read Chinese. Can't read Chinese. Okay, man. Uh, Verse number 13 as we continue reading. For they, hear this now, for they that have used the office of a deacon well purchased themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Um, Ultimately, that final thought here is, of, of good degree, this is a man of stature and it's not because he's anybody of importance, but it's because he's just had that humble spirit, that spirit of willingness to serve. But notice here, this is what I like about our deacons presently and the one that we're going to bring about, and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. You say, what does that mean? They're aggressively talking about Christ to everybody they see. That's what that is, great boldness. We can go to Acts chapter number seven and talk about Stephen, uh, one of the first deacons of the church of Jerusalem. And Stephen was stoned to death as a deacon preaching Jesus. And you lady, all the deacons' wives are like, I hope my husband don't get stoned to death. Oh, we're in America, I think we'll be okay. Um, but essentially, what does a deacon do? He serves the people, and he serves the pastor. what they do. That's what deacons are. They're a servant and an extension of the pastor. So if it's it's one of those situations where for some reason, oh, let's just give you an example. Let's say the pastor's out of town on a Sunday, right? And essentially, that's kind of a deacon's responsibility to take care of the service and to preach and to teach and make sure everything's organized, everything flows, everything. That's part of the deacon's responsibility. And so um, we use uh, the office of a deacon as the Bible sees fit to do so. Acts chapter number 6, and if you Will, you can follow me over there and I'm going to close with this text here um, because this is when we called or when a deacon was called. I told you I wasn't going to preach tonight. It might be boring to some of y'all, but that's okay. Um, Acts chapter number six. And verse number one he says and in those days when the number of the disciples were multiply was multiplying uh, there arose a murmuring of course there was a murmuring there's not murmuring in the church there was a murmuring in the church praise God <laughs> there was uh, uh, a rose murmuring of the Grecians against the uh, Hebrews because their widows were neglected in daily ministration. then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples together unto them and said it is not reason that we should leave the Word of God and serve tables so <laughs> now don't get beside yourself, but these pastors, if you will, the the the, the disciples, um, they were supposed to study the Bible. Supposed to be in the Word of God, dig it in the Bible, praying, spending time alone with God, so they could feed the people of God. And so, the menial tasks. Sometimes we're given to the deacons so that, it, that way the pastors or the preachers, if you will, could continue to stay in the word. That was the purpose of the deacons. And so now I'm not going to continue reading, but they call uh, um, three, they call three rather. In verse three, they call seven deacons. They call seven deacons, men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom uh, we may appoint over this business but we will give ourselves continually to pray and to the ministry of the word. You see that? So these men were going to be praying and, and, and ministering to the word, talking about the pastors there. Verse number five, and, and the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose um, Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Procurus, uh, and Nick Hanner, and the, uh, Timon, and, and Parmenus and Nicholas, and a proselyte of Antioch whom they sat before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid laid their hands on them. And notice here the result of adding deacons to the church in verse number 7. And the word of God increased. How'd that happen? Because the men of God were able to get in the Bible more. Spend more time in prayer. More time doing that instead of ministering those. So this individual I'm getting ready to name here tonight, um, on multiple occasions have I found... um, Either I would come to the church and he was up here working, or I would go to visit somebody and somebody said, hey, brother so-and-so, I'm going yeah, to tell you who it is in a minute, was just here. He mowed my lawn, or he, he did this for me, or he did this for me. Constantly serving the people. And, um, and, I, and I know this, well, let's just do this. I'm going to have our two deacons presently, brother Mark and brother Jared, you go ahead and come at this time. And um, we're going to um, um, appoint this individual as a new deacon, but it's, it's brother Nick. And Brother Nick, on multiple occasions, has served many, many people in the church over and over. And some of you may have been a result of some of that. But Brother Nick, I'm going to have you come and sit down here on the front row here. And we're going to lay hands on Brother Nick and pray for him as, he, um, as we, we, we um, allow, uh, dedicate him to be a deacon, if you will. And, um, but I would like you to pray in your seats as well tonight. And, um, and I'm going to say this about Brother Nick. And those of you that don't know him very well, he's a super humble guy. And um, when I brought it to him, I said, hey, brother, can I talk to you with you real quick? Because after church on a Wednesday night, he goes, yeah. And he's thinking, man, I'm getting called to the principal's office, right? And uh, I said, hey, myself and the deacons, we've been talking for a while, been praying. And probably about October of last year, we started talking about adding a new deacon. And all three of us were in 100% agreement this was our guy. And so... um, I brought it to him and then that next Sunday and here's what here's what blessed my heart. Okay, and I, brother brother Nick, he don't like to be bragged on. It's just what it is. But what he said to me, he said, "Pastor, I went home and I looked it up in the Bible and I started reading. I'm not worthy to be a deacon." And when he said that to me, I said, "Yeah, we got the right guy." Cuz if somebody says, "Oh yeah, that's me." That's where the problem is. We need somebody that's a humble servant of God, willing to be used by God. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray for Brother Nick, uh, Brother Jared Start, and Brother Mark, and then I'll close tonight. Let's pray.
1: Lord, we come to you tonight, and thank you for the opportunity that we have to, to your word and, and find a, a man that, though we all know we're not worthy yes. to serve you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity. We thank you that we have Brother Nick who has proven himself to be a servant of the Lord, yes. one who has served in the church, and Lord, one who, who is very humble and wants to seek your will in his life, and we thank you that we have men in the church who are willing to step up, and Lord, we pray for Brother Nick as, as he goes forward as a deacon, and that he would continue to look to you for wisdom and guidance, yes. so we know that we need as much leadership in our church as possible yes. and Lord, we know that Brother Nick would be a great asset, would be one that... We know we'll be able to assist in every portion of the church, be able to assist uh, the pastor in, in making vital decisions yes. for the church as we go forward. Lord, we pray now that your will might be done, and we pray that you continue to guide and direct Brother Nick and guide and direct in our church. I call it Jesus. Name. Amen.
2: Heavenly Father, we continue in prayer, and thank you so much for this gentleman, Brother Nick, who stepped up and just shown his willingness to to get in and just be busy for about your business. And yes. We thank you so much for his humbleness. His yes. His willingness. And I just lift him up and I lift up his family that you will just put a hedge of protection about Yes, him. God, please. See with Lord, Rachel, Jesus. I pray for her. Yes, as Lord. That she is going to be helping to help me. She'll be the help me to Brother Nick here. And we just ask that you'll do a mighty work. Yes. That you would just just bless mightily the church yes, because God. of adding a, of another deacon. Yes, Lord. God. And we just know that we want to do things here in your will and in your timing and it's time for another deacon and thank you for laying Brother Nick's heart on the on the on our hearts. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you again for loving us. And I just pray that you'll give him the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding and the guidance in his yes, life Lord. as he endeavors to serve you in each day of his life. In Jesus' precious name.
0: Most Gracious Heavenly Father, as we continue in prayer, Lord, I ask you just to bend your ear to us and hear us as we cry unto you. Lord, we come to you with a special petition tonight as we're uh, making Brother Nick, one of our new deacons here in the church. Lord, I ask that you put your hand upon him and help him to be a man full of the Holy Ghost. Help him to be a man in daily ministering. Lord, he already does and has shown himself so faithful. Lord, what a testimony and a blessing it is. And I know that he doesn't think himself worthy of anything. Lord, for we know that we're only worthy by the blood of the Lamb, and we thank you for that. And God, I just pray, please, Lord, I beg of you to speak with him. Give him wisdom and, and guidance, Lord, in, in his new uh, position as an officer. Lord, I ask that um, with that said, Lord, that you'd even help me to bend my ear. And listen and be willing to always listen to, to um, advice and, and, and different things. When we have our deacons meetings, Lord, please, God, I beg of you um, that you would allow that to happen, Lord. And, and God, we do ask that you would be with Miss Rachel as well, as, as she is going to be um, the deacon's wife. Lord, I pray that you'd help her and help her to support Brother Nick in, in this new endeavor. And that um, she would fulfill that position as well. And please, Lord, we beg of you for that, Lord. And I ask for our church to rally around brother nick as he grows into this position as well and lord i know that there's going to be times when he just thinks i don't know what i'm doing here but that's okay there's many times when i think the same lord and i ask that you would just um, be with him lord and help him and um, you just uplift him and help him to depend upon you during this time again lord we love you and thank you for loving us in jesus name we pray amen